His baby mother is my groupie. We got the club going up. When? On a Tuesday. On a Tuesday, she says. <laughs> Brunch. Hit it, boys. We're recording and we got late breaking news, Pete. Breaking news right off, hot off the press. Wee, 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 as the school bus say. Yeah, the school bus does make that noise. I don't know yeah. what where you're from, but it's what I teach my nephew. <laughs> yeah. Whenever he's playing with his truck, his school bus, I say, what does the school bus do? And he goes, wee, 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 because the second he got that thing, I spent like six hours drilling that into his brain. So now <laughs> at two years old. He's like pretty convinced school buses go wee you wee you wee you. It's gonna be great when he's older and he uh there's a fire truck behind him or a cop car behind him and he's not pulling over and he's like, Oh, you don't have to pull over for school buses. Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna do these kids a solid. They don't want to go to school. I'll hold them up a little bit. Anyway, oh, the, the, the breaking news school bus brings us what? <laughs> the breaking news breaking news school bus brings us wee you uh, wee you. The news that Borat 2 will be released in the next few weeks on Amazon Prime. That is a game changer for us. I think that is months worth of content because Borat. Sorry, my phone's going up. People texting me. They're saying, you see this Borat 2 news. I got if you knew if you know us, you know, there's nothing we love more than some Borat. We are Borat Kazakhstan's, honestly. (laughs) Damn right. We Kazakhstan Borat. Borat is my life. Yes. Uh, that's probably like the last Borat reference we can make without <laughs> saying something terribly inappropriate. Uh, I don't really care about Borat. You? No, I don't give a fuck. No. Brunch. Hit it, boys. The last thing that we need in 2020 is Borat. Yeah, like so, like Borat was a thing. I'm like, okay, that can just be over. And if you liked it, you can. It kind of like Entourage. Like if you liked it, maybe you can get some. Hey, look, I'm not going to judge you for it. Right. This is a reflection of for real how human beings talked. What idiots they sounded like. And obviously, Borat is satire and it's a joke and everything. But there's some jokes. That you just know, like my, like uh, Steve Carell has famously said, the office wouldn't work right now because right. Michael Scott is a an unbelievably ignorant person. That I that 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 would not entertain somebody if that were on TV right now. I think it would more just kind of confuse them and be like, wait, what's what's supposed to be funny about this? Um, also, so, I feel like Sasha Baron Cohen is in a place in his career where like we get it. You're really good at doing characters and you're, you're really fucking funny when you commit to it. And it's sort of like an Adam Sandler thing where it's like, we know you can make these stupid fucking dumb comedies and, and mm. maybe we'll, we'll take them and just eat them up and num, 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 num. Singing a but silly also, voice. But also we know that you're super talented and I kind of just like want to see that side of you. Like I want to see Sasha Baron Cohen act and do yeah. like films. I don't know. That's maybe that's just me, but like I think that Sasha Baron Cohen should be uh, like do the characters and stuff like social media. Like I would love to see a video every like six months, every once every year 
where he's just fucking some shit up for for some bad people and he's like infiltrating something and doing a character and just totally exposing these people but i don't think that he needs to do that for like movies right so that's kind of that's what i get and what brings me happiness with sasha baron cohen is you're right social media stuff meaning either a video of him giving a speech uh, because he's obviously an extremely uh, bright, compassionate guy. Need more humans like Sasha Baron Cohen. And then the shit where you'll go to some Trump rally or something and kind of Father John Misty them. Just, just like mock the hell out of them. Mock the hell out of them. And they, they're not aware that they're being mocked and they're kind yeah. of in on it. It's like uh, me liking a Father John Misty generic pop song. Right, right. You fucking idiot. You're not supposed to like this. And I'm like, well, it it just sound, everything that you're saying sounds so good to me. So I'm in. <laughs> right. And as we think about, again, like, I don't think the same Borat jokes would really work right now. But a lot of what Borat did, and this is me having not watched a second of Borat. And by, by Borat, I don't mean the movie. The movie, let's just be real. The movie was stupid, right? I haven't seen it in so long, but I mean, there were the parts, Ali G there show was stuff. Okay. So like the Ali G show was great because he was catching a lot of people off guard and uh, Borat, the movie wasn't a lot of that. There was like the one, I remember the scene the bull, where he, the bull riding one is the funniest. So I remember him being taught, uh, someone was explaining not jokes to him. Oh yes. And he's do, and he's like mm-hmm. messing it up. So that type of stuff in the movie that's like the real Borat stuff that I like where he's where just someone has to deal with them. Whereas <laughs> the, the movie was a lot of like, they, they added in like a, there was like an Armenian guy he hung out with, right? The whole movie. He had this like Armenian sidekick. Oh, the big guy. Yeah. Yeah. And like they wrestled. And I think at some point like they showed balls and I was like, okay, this isn't, this, this isn't for me. Um, not that like showing balls isn't for me, but like, like showing balls for shock value isn't for me. Gotcha. Yeah. We, we pro balls. And I mean, like, I don't know. This sounds like problematic and dumb either way. I was going to say, like, I guess like technically as like a heterosexual man, like showing balls, like doesn't do it for me, but like, I don't I'm think not... that showing balls does it for anybody who's even into, into the dong. As like, Elaine said, it's like a, the male body is like a Jeep. We're getting around here. Exactly. Yeah. I don't think that even, uh, even like a heterosexual, uh, female or a, uh, a, a gay guy would be like, I love me some balls. That could just, just not, not a aesthetically pleasing body part. Right. And as a man, like I hate my body and everything that I'm working with (laughs) so much that I can't, um, I just can't conjure up this image that somewhere out there, there's someone who's like, Hey, I like all the stuff DJ's working with. So <laughs> any whom, uh, like that sort of, uh, 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 Borat stuff. I thought was just kind of sophomoric and, and dumb, but a lot of the stuff and like the inappropriate stuff that Borat did was similar to the Sasha Baron Cohen stuff he does now, which is like, sort of exposing people. He had the, there was the scene where he's in, I'm assuming Texas and he plays a song in a bar and it's horrible. It's extremely anti-Semitic, and the, the patrons, the bar after like a couple of verses, they're like, they're, they're hearing these words. They start tapping their toes. 
They're clapping on one and three. They're into it. So on one hand, obviously like the song is like terrible and Sasha Baron Cohen's brain goes to hell for being able to, to even come up with it. But it's, it's, he's using it to expose like, yo, you can walk into a bar in Texas and like people feel this shit. Yeah. So, so I don't know what the future of Borat will hold. I'll tell you, it's, uh, this is more than I thought we'd ever talk about Borat. Yeah, same. Brunch, hit it, boys. Especially in, in 2020. I don't know if I need Borat to know that like people in America are fucking stupid and like buy into things that they absolutely should not be buying into my, one of my favorite tweets. Do you remember the tweet that was like, um, uh, shoot. What was it? It was like (laughs) gay, uh, like gay men, gay married couples have it worst. Uh, neither of them can regularly use, my wife in a Borat voice. <laughs> uh, then like, uh, like heterosexual couples have it okay, as one of the spouses can say, my wife in a Borat voice. The best lesbian couples where both can say, my wife in a Borat voice. So fucking stupid. So, like, my wife humor is the stupidest thing that everybody likes. And if you don't like it, you're the worst. Yeah, I agree. Like, I my favorite part of a wedding is seeing the groom after being like, "My wife." It always had. It always happens every time. Yep. It's I like can't the, wait. It's like the Michael Scott doing the. It's like the uh, one reason I want to get married. Yeah, is it the the Michael Scott doing the "I'm King of the World" on the the ship? Oh, the Titanic. Yeah, yeah. you know, you know, he's gonna do it. But like, well, what's he fucking not gonna do it? Right. Yeah. My wife is, I mean, that's good stuff. No matter what Borat does, we'll always have my wife. We don't think Borat 2 will be any good? Probably not. Right? I didn't think Borat 1 was good, so yeah, that's true. <laughs> probably not. Although, who knows? I, I remember seeing Borat 1 and being like, yeah, this was okay, whatever. And that's how I felt about Mamma Mia 1. And then when mm. I saw the trailer for Mamma Mia 2, I was like, this looks like the best movie ever. Or at two. Here we go again. Donna's dead. We're we're off to a good start. Yeah, man. Donna and the Dynamo. W- were we talking about them recently? Uh yeah, we talked about we asked about like the third name of uh Oh Rosie. Who I'll never forget now because I was so upset that Sweet, sweet Rosie. I can never remember Rosie. And we were in agreement that like Rosie, absolute doll. Yeah. And a great name. Yeah. Young Rosie, old Rosie, just real oh, cutie yeah. patootie. Although, although I still don't quite understand how they folded Bill into <laughs> the Rosie storyline. Right? I really do not know. I think they yeah, just they so really fa- shoehorned that one in there. They completely shoehorned. I think they just wanted to sing Angel Eyes. And they I think were like, they just wanted to give her something to do. Yeah, I, I my guess is they're like, all right, here are the songs we're using, and Angel Eyes was one of them, and 
Angel Eyes is, uh, it, it makes a lot of references to like, I'm with a guy and I see him with somebody else. Like one day I was taking a walk or walk around the river or along the river. Like you see your significant other with somebody else looking at them the way that they used to look at you. And maybe with sky and, um, shoot, what's, what's, uh, What's uh, Amanda Seyfried? Safe, safe, safe ride. Safe ride. I think. Safe ride. I always fuck it up. Anyway, is there? Is she Sophie? Yeah, Sophie. So maybe with Sophie and Sky on the outs, they were considering maybe having a cheating storyline, and or young Donna and Pierce Brosnan, Bill, Harry, and Tony. This, this is the worst moment about. Yeah, Tony. <laughs> Tone. Sa- Sam. Sam, Sam. So maybe like there was, there was already like a cheating storyline with Sam, but Sam was really just cheating on his own person with it. So I say all that to say this, they had a song about cheating, but they didn't really have cheating going on with any of the characters. So they, they were like, all right, let's put Rosie and Bill in a relationship that ended and has nothing to do with this movie. <laughs> that way Rosie can sing about it for a minute. They have a nice embrace at the end though. Yeah, they were. They have like a, they have a nice little tie in. They're all they're all happy at the end, right? And you, what what gets them back together? Just like loneliness, isn't it? Well, they, I mean, if you zoom out, of course, that's well, why anybody sure. gets back together. Uh, <laughs> Bill starts crying. Oh, that's right. How about yeah. Donna being dead? Yeah. Well, so Donna dying really just worked out for everybody. And, and yeah, and Rosie's like, I must have you. <laughs> i'm so sad about this woman that i once had sex with and rosie's like oh now's my chance i'm so sad about this woman i once had sex with uh after meeting you yeah is that met a violation you, of the cis code met you knew you existed then went had sex with this person uh baby you're the one <laughs> is that a violation of the cis code what's the cis code Oh, like bro code? Just like the bro code? Uh, I don't think so. I mean... Does the bro code not exist when somebody's dead? I'll tell you what. I don't have a bro code. I don't know what the bro code is. I don't think I've adhered to the... I've, I've well, probably... basically, like, the, the, the foundation of the bro code is that, like, you're not supposed to to have sex with, like, your bro's ex. Nail, all right, nailed it. Done. <laughs> so you're not supposed to have sex. Good. Okay, I'm doing the. Uh, yo, I, 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 I am crush the, the consummate bro. <laughs> Brunch, hit it, boys. That is. Very, you know how we talked about whether we would like to reclaim the word yes, bro, reappropriate bro, a real, a real reappropriation of bro is just somebody that doesn't have sex. Someone, I'm right. such a bro, bro. <laughs> bro. Between you and me, I've just been kind of broy for a while. I've been broing out, <laughs> broing out big time. Catch me. I fucking love this idea. That's a very good idea. Hell yeah. And uh, look, I don't think that um, I've said this before. I don't think like the uh, like, oh, you haven't gotten laid jokes are cool. Oh, they're uh, never funny. Right. Yeah. They're, they're not funny. They're not cool. I mean, as someone who has been alive for a while, uh, 
I think everybody has ebbs and flows there. So like the idea of like, Ooh, you haven't gotten like laid in a while is like, uh, like a, a lot of people go like weeks and months without, right. with, without having sex. Right. Yeah, also just like, like caring about when anybody else had sex is a weird thing. So, so weird. Um, or just like, just like talking about like, I, just like bragging about, like, oh, I got laid. It's like sick, man. Oh like, yeah. Cares. Yeah. None of that. Um, when was uh, when was the last time you uh... brunch hit it, boys? <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, just broing out, man. <laughs> not not for a while. Been broing out. Um, okay. That was a that we that was a there's there's something there, yeah I like You're it. Making those be a jokes. t-shirt coming out of there, just uh, hey, be a bro or something or did, like I hey, don't know. slow down, bro time, slow down, yeah, take care of yourself, be a bro for a little bit, yeah, hit pause. Uh, <laughs> uh, we got a, we got a, a sponsor here, so I, I just want to talk about Warby Parker real quick because Warby Parker, one of my favorite sponsors in brush history. Shut up. That thing have smart pack. <laughs> you can look smart in Warby Parker frames. It's God goddamn right. Look at look at this guy right here. Help you park. Boys? Yeah. Parking it. Parking yeah. it on my face. Park those things right in your face. Then when you get yeah. in the car, at some point you're gonna have to park. Look smart. Warby Parker. Smart pack. <laughs> Warby Parker is committed to providing exceptional vision care online and in stores. They offer eyeglasses, sunglasses, eye exams, and contact lenses. Their glasses start at just $95, and that's including prescription lenses. Sunglasses, progressives, and blue lights are also available. Got to get me some blue light lenses, man. Just a a fiend for smashing my face in a screen 28 hours a day. I've got, so I'll tell a story about blue light glasses after this. Outside of the, the bracket of the read because okay. I don't want it to take away. All right. Uh, so you, all you have to do is you take a little online quiz and then you can order a home try on kit, which basically uh, you get five pairs of glasses uh, and you, you just try them on at home, see which ones look good on your face, which are sort of your style, your, your, your aesthetic, your vibe. And then you pick the ones you want. If you don't want any of them, there's no obligation to buy. You send them back a prepaid uh, return shipping label. Super duper easy. I've done it a few times. I've gotten a couple of pairs of glasses from Warby Parker that way. It just couldn't be easier. They lay it all out for you, even for a lazy person like me. Uh, so if you want to try it, go to warbyparker.com slash brunch, and that'll uh, get you a home try-on kit. That's warbyparker.com slash brunch again five pairs of glasses you try them on at home there's no obligation to buy it ships free and includes a prepaid return label so to try your five pairs that's warbyparker.com slash brunch okay so i gotta jump on that warby parker blue light life because because maybe warby parker does it better than anybody else i mean i know they do everything better than anybody else but i own some blue light glasses and one of my friends has some blue light glasses, and I know that in both of our cases, blue light glasses have like a real reflection going on. 
It was like a real, like a, like a mirrored reflection, or like, a, like a, or like a blue sort of tint. There's like a blue glare that comes off of them. So when you're wearing them, it doesn't look like you're wearing glasses. It looks like, in the case of the ones that I have, which were bought on Amazon for no more than five dollars. Okay. So that so it, it could so just that be a, that. Is, is that a pro or a con for you? I find them to I find them to be a con. Okay. To be a con. It, okay. it, it doesn't look like I, I'd love. Yeah, I'm for, sure if you got like a, a better pair, like I'm sure that Warby Parker is probably. I mean, if that's not if that's avoidable, Warby Parker will avoid it because they have right. amazing glasses. I've had no problem. Like this is not even part of the read anymore. Yeah. I love my Warby Parkers, and I've had no problems with them, and I will go back to that well as many times as I need to. I just love to get some cool frames. Hold on, I'm gonna grab my. Uh, I want to get uh, like a an intentional sort of whether it's blue whether it's like the slight red tint like misty it's just Ooh. like the, the 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 slight tint of of those glasses are so cool lord forgive me i'm about to use a word those are sexy yes there's like there's like a very re- sexy there's like a a, a sexy look there's a to mystery that. There's there a is mystery. you won't be broing down if you if you wear those for too long no yeah there's unless you're Unless you're going uh, Vineyard Nights Track Three, you are you're going to be so do you grow think, less. Do you think that those like the, I'm, I'm talking to specifically like the misty red tint ones? Are those those are sunglasses? Those are sunglasses, and they are like on the misty Reddit. Every now and then, someone will be like, "Hey, uh, Josh was wearing these boots. Uh, do you know where I might <laughs> be able to find them?" And some they always someone always has an answer, and they always are like ten thousand dollar items of clothing. That's I, I don't want to. Does count that surprise you? you? Um, it surprised me a little bit because I feel like he would be like, "Yo, fuck this!" Like he seems like yeah, uh, uh, a not like a bare essentials, but like I feel like he's not a a victim of excess so right so definitely not excess in quantity my guess would be he owns he very few nice stuff items of clothing and it's just like all really dope shit like i was watching uh so, some music channel or something does a thing with like the items i can't live without and it's uh an artist will talk about like a few things they always have to have with them and steve lacy was on it and he was talking about like these like sick ass loafers he has and you just so get the sense when he's talking about them that like those are the, like maybe the only pairs of shoes he owns that yeah. he's like the these are this is just like my thing and i think that in the case of of tillman he's always wearing um he's always wearing uh like really nice chelsea boots mm-hmm. and i'm pretty sure they're the same pair that he's worn for like a million years and they cost like six hundred thousand dollars yeah i feel like he's the kind of guy who will like everything that he owns he loves like if he sees something that he loves he's gonna get it no matter what Mm -hmm. but like i bet there's a good mix of like but he doesn't love anything so he only owns a few things (laughs) yeah no but i bet there's like a, a good mix of his wardrobe where he could wear an ensemble that costs like like a hundred dollars total and then he could wear something that's like 50 grand and you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Like he will just get whatever he likes regardless of like the price and stuff. And he can make it work as long as he loves it. 
Oh yeah, the, that the, this is a great example of that. On his most recent tour, the tour that he did with, um, I think it was the, the tour that he did with uh, Jason Isbell, he wore this kind of like baggy suit that was very unlike him. Um, he usually wears like really nice, like tight cuts and kind of accentuates his his like slender figure. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, he detops it with the boots. And I mean, like guy couldn't bro if he tried with, with how he's looking. Um, but yeah, the last tour he wore this kind of like baggy, maybe double breasted suit. And someone asked like, who makes that suit? And he was like, I don't know. I got it at a thrift store. Yeah. Yeah. That's that basically validates my point, I suppose. Right. Like what's your did... favorite, uh, have we discussed this? Like what's your favorite Misty look? Ooh. Cause there's so many of them. Like you go through his Google Great images and question. stuff and he just looks so different in everything. I mean, he has I'll stages always, for sure. I'll always kind of know him as, uh, post honey bear Misty, which is like, uh, nice longish hair, uh, big beard, nice mm-hmm. suit. Um, but a real soft spot for me is between fear fun and, uh, honey bear when Emma had famously cut his hair. Mm-hmm. So he had like kind of short hair, like not super, maybe, I don't know, maybe you're like, your length, maybe like a teeny bit longer, certainly not the length that we normally see with him. Um, but also like very post fleet foxes. So he had like short hair and like a tight kind of small beard. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, the, uh, the KEXP performance of I'm writing a novel that I tweet like every five minutes, that look, and he's just like wearing a sweatshirt and he looks fucking great. Yeah. How are you? I, 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 I mean, I, I gotta go with the, the pure comedy yeah, pure like, mustache. Pure, yeah. He, I mean, there are few people that pull off a mustache as well as he pulls off a mustache. It's just like so perfect for his vibe. I always just think of like the GQ photo shoot. Oh yeah. With, like the flowers and shit. Yes. It's, I mean, that's the best look. I think it's just so perfect for him. That could be like a good, uh, social video, like the best, misty looks i mean and all of them are great like the the god's favorite customer red sunglasses thing mm-hmm. is amazing iconic. It's, it's, right it, i would agree iconic and he he did it with um he did it with everything like he would do it with a suit he would do it with his kind of normal look or in the what song was it was it mr tillman that he did like the lyric video or whatever there was just like him on green a green screen, screen. yeah, yeah. He's just like wearing like a, a sweatshirt that's way too big for him. And he's wearing these incredible sunglasses and he looks great. That's just a guy that it's like as a guitar player, sometimes you think, Oh, this, this guitar player is really great. And I know he plays this type of guitar or uses this type of pedal. I ought to get this type of equipment. But in reality, it's just that it's that guy. It's that right. guy's hands. Like it's, it's his, it's his bones. And it, yeah. Like Misty is like this fashion icon and you I can would look at all his clothes. You can get all his clothes. You can dress exactly right. like him. You'll never pull it off like he does because right. one, because his body, his body type is like very lanky and like loose. Yeah. And it, that just looks so great with 
like uh, the stuff that he wears. Like for me, I'm sort of like uptight and and like it would yeah. it would just look fucking stupid. And also, he's fucking Father John Misty. Like, <laughs> right? His is, look is also like his aura. Right. Exactly. So it's just impossible. Yeah, I, I learned that um, long ago. With like, you, do you ever go? Um, do you ever take a picture? with you when you go to get your haircut i've sh- i've done that before but it's just like it doesn't work like right people right. don't have the same skull as you they don't exactly. have the same hair they don't have the same hairline so that's the point that so that that's exactly it like i've done that before but when you do something like that you have to know like you're doing your version of that so right. if you like, you can't be like make me look like this. I'm glad that I knew this before I got into Father John Misty because if so, if I hadn't, I probably would have spent a lot of money on some like really expensive Chelsea boots and shit. But mm-hmm. like you can look at so like it, you can look to Father John Misty as like a style icon, which I definitely do, but the the things that you can take away from it is like oh maybe I'll wear my hair a little longer or just like gen- like just vague things, not like Oh, I'm going to wear this type of clothes. Like I'm wearing a fucking jean jacket and a t-shirt right now because that's kind of what suits me. Mm-hmm. But there, but then you can pull things from like, Oh, I like Ryan Gosling's part in, uh, in La La Land. So I'm going to do something like that versus I'm going to try to dress like Ryan Gosling in La La Land because folks I've tried it. You're not going to, you're, you're not going to look like <laughs> yeah. Ryan Gosling in La La Land. He looked God, if I would love to. That's a pretty, I don't know, that's a, a pretty um, low-hanging fruit question. But, like, if you could look and kind of take on anybody's looks, who would have Carry yourself. Yeah. Like, right, like, whole vibe, whole vibe. Uh, probably Brad Pitt. I mean, that's probably, like, a, Yo, my a generic answer. But my answer was Jennifer Aniston. Really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Crazy. Look at us. Yeah. <laughs> who would have thought? Crazy! You see that little clip? They were doing a thing, yeah, they were, man. and they were they were just a little, like flirty I'm, enough. Yeah, Loved it. I, I mean, I'm not the kind of person that's like get back together, get celebrity back together. couple. Yeah, it's like it, I feel like that shit is really weird and gross sometimes. It's like, hey, just let people live their lives. But goddamn, I would be excited if Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston ever got back together. Right, that was a weird one for me because I was always I'm like still in my heart of hearts, the dumbest part of me thinks that Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone are supposed to be together. <laughs> and uh, that would make me so excited. I mean, look, shout out Tom Everett Scott was was a great husband in La La Land. Right, I feel like they they would be a, a perfect like second marriage couple. Well, like so like did they have they both have great marriages and they find each other after? Yes. Yes. No harm no foul. Right. Like Everything just like in their sixties where they're like not quite as hot as they used to be, but like they still got amazing personalities. Oh my God. Our generation would go nuts and kids these days would not fucking not care. get it. Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone got to do, do understand what this means. Like, <laughs> and then we wouldn't actually have an answer for that. It doesn't really mean anything to be We don't know. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> it's but like such good chemistry on camera god knew it had to happen sometime any oh no <laughs> the kids would just go back to tiktok yeah but those are the two that i probably root for the most on the subject of aniston 
Did you see she said that she uh, considered quitting acting a couple years ago? Nope. Yeah, so she said that, and uh, my initial thing was... You didn't quit acting two years ago? (laughs) What's that? So you, you, my initial thing was you didn't quit acting two I years ago. I thought it would make it like the, the Rondo. I thought he'd been retired. Yeah. Um, I, for yeah, I was like, what was she in the last two years? And then I remembered she did uh, the morning show. Morning show, yeah. Right. Um, so maybe she won that for that, show. didn't she? Uh, maybe. Was she up against uh, oh, no, she, she Zendaya? She up against Shit's Creek. Uh, oh, yeah, Zendaya. Yeah, 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 you're right, you're right, you're right. When Zendaya, you uh, word. Upset win. You word. We don't yeah, say. Oh, sorry. Canceled. Uh, why are you upset? <laughs> upset to see her thrive? That was incredible. Unbelievable. What if like New York Post like responded, like the New York Post official account responded? Uh, someone's like, oh, you're upset to see her thrive? Is that it? If, what if the New York Post responded like, yeah, like YA? <laughs> yeah, big fan of, of Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. We're going for Olivia Coleman. What there. if they responded, yeah, and then they just like ad- added like a Jennifer Aniston fan cam video? <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, I've been seeing so many random ass fan cams. That's becoming like. So I don't know what fan shit. cam meant. I, yeah, I you just definitely my way do that. You definitely oh, is that do. like the, the Ryan yeah. Johnson thing I said? Yeah, 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 yeah. That, though, that shit's so cool. Yeah, and that is like becoming super duper popular, and like people are doing it as part of like a meme now where like they'll respond with like a fan cam of something that just doesn't make any sense. Yes. It's so the best uh, weird Celtics Twitter would do that a lot where they would respond to like anything with this fan cam of uh, Ryan Johnson. And the song was like, I like to da 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 to my ass. Da, 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 can you make <laughs> it go fast? Da, 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 like, uh, like something like I got swag and like, bitch, that's what you lack. It was like a, but it's this, this very well enunciated song. I don't know who the who the, the the performer is, but the lyrics and the words are so crisp and so clear. Is there a fan cam generator out there somewhere? Or do people actually go in? And do I think all they like making themselves. What is it? Uh, like a groupie, like they they watch me like i'm a movie it's a <laughs> I, I don't know what the song is but it's the best uh let me see can you we lost a little it? steam oh. on the uh the uh, the nhl shitty shitty nhl gifts account towards that the was one of, of my notes that was one of my notes oh, really? for today yeah like but, sports but are like, over i would love to uh the sports are over party i would love to uh get into some fan cam stuff next year <laughs> uh this song is called uh beef flow mix oh yes definitely we have to do that Beef Flow Mix by Flo Millie. And the lyrics are, I like cashing hair to my ass. Okay. I thought that she said, I like cashing, like to cash a check. I like cashing hair to my ass. And I was like, you just write a check to your ass. I was like, she's pretty tight. probably younger than me. And this is just like shit that I don't understand. Um, I like cashing hair to my ass. Do the dash. Can you make it go fast? Fuck the fame. All I want is them bands. And parentheses says money. If she keep on mugging, I'm going to steal her man. He watching my behavior because he know I'm bad. Uh, P word put a spell on him. He in a trance. I do what I please and you do what I ask. He love my confidence and that's what you lack. I love that. I, that part I remembered. So great. Let's go on. Okay. If you think I'm stealing swag, B word, come and sue me. They watch me like I'm a new movie. A movie. His baby mother is my groupie. 
We got the club going up. When? On a Tuesday. On a Tuesday, she says. <laughs> Yo, that's a good song. All right. So shout out that song. I only know it from a Ryan Johnson uh, fan cam. Oh, fuck yeah. We got a Vineyard Nights meme. Wee, 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 oh, we got to talk about some Vineyard Nights for sure. Yeah, sorry. Um, some I When I pulled up the internet, my Twitter was also up. Uh, I, I just don't know how to use a PC. I can't do anything. How's right that going for you? Okay. I mean, we're recording this late because we're recording it on a PC, and I didn't know how to make my computer wake up from being asleep. So it, that took like seven more minutes. Okay. My computer was hitting snooze, apparently. I was like, wake up. It was like five more minutes. But now we got the club. Now we got the recording going up on a Tuesday. Um, yes. Do you want to talk Vineyard Nights? Do you want to talk uh, hockey being over and uh, shitty NHL gifts? Probably slowing down a little bit, but I'll tell you, there's we'll probably do more shit there. I, I'd like to talk about Vineyard Nights for sure. Okay. Uh, Vineyard Nights. I'll give a little summary. I kind of want to talk to you about vineyard nights because like, you know, about vineyard nights and I don't know, maybe there's putting pressure on you. Like you might have some talking points. Like you might have some questions and without just shooting our entire wad, um, it comes mm-hmm. out Friday. I want to talk about it a little bit and give, uh, anyone who's interested which, I mean, that's like the real mystery. Like, does anyone fucking care about Vineyard Nights is going to be a really intriguing thing this week. Uh, but Vineyard Nights is an EP I made that comes out Friday, and it was a quarantine EP. It was like a weird thing that I was doing at the very beginning of the pandemic. Extremely silly thing. Um, but it's just multiple songs They're all called Vineyard Nights, and we only put three on this EP. There is extremely high potential for more Vineyard Nights. Besides! So Ryan said that. Ryan was like, yo, you're going to do the the Carly Rae Jepsen? And I was like, maybe, but only one of the other Vineyard Nights songs I have is, in my opinion, of the same quality of these ones and Carly Rae Jepsen's her idea of B-sides is just cutting make, an album in half. <laughs> right. Yeah. Make 20 songs, uh, take the five, take the 10 best, divide them up into teams and then just fill out the rest. <laughs> yeah. That's how she does B-sides. I, I you, I'll tell you, you though, Penny right now, by the way. Yes, I sure can. Okay. Penny. Hello. Hello, love. Penny. Penny. Come here. I don't know what's happening, but go on. Yeah, but th- there there are more there are more Vineyard Nights songs. One of them is legitimately the most terrible song that's ever been written. Like not <laughs> funny, not like just really lazily. I only did a demo of it, just like very very lazy and and bad, but there is some, there, there's more, but let's talk about what exists right now. Okay. So it's a, I have a vineyard nights theory that I'd love to share. I think I've shared this with you before. Okay. But like I have some vineyard nights fan, a fan theory. Okay. But like, go on. I, I'll, I'll okay, drop yeah. it when it's appropriate. Yeah. Let's paint. Let's just paint the picture of what vineyard nights is. So 
started as uh, wall harassing Beach Road Weekend. I had an idea of being like, tweet at them one day like, like, hey, Beach Road Weekend, check out my new single. It's called Vineyard Nights, and it's about Martha's Vineyard. Can we come to the concert now? Like, just stupid shit like that. So I wrote a song called Vineyard Nights, and then the pandemic happened, and Beach Road Weekend wasn't canceled or anything, but just like out of boredom, I just kept writing songs called Vineyard Nights, and within like the first week, week and a half, I'd written... I'd written like four or five and then wrote probably parts of like seven. And I made, I made demos or recordings of them and I would just like send them to friends and stuff. And I don't know what I expected you guys to say. Uh, yeah. Not I, to I like, feel here's like, a bunch of songs called Vineyard Nights. And I don't want to like diagnose you or anything, but like, I feel like you, have uh like you've done this a lot not a lot but like you've done this over the years where like you like making music you like just toying around fucking with shit being creative and you make shit and like most of the time it's like goofy shit for the podcast or just like just dumb here here and there here and there things but like you are good enough to make like actual music but i feel like you don't feel comfortable doing that Oh, bingo. That's absolutely right. correct. It's like the it's the Adam Sandler. He always sings in a silly voice thing. I always want to like shake Adam Sandler and be like, yo, can can we get a little, try a little honesty here? Right. Try a little sincerity. And so, and so, right. And so on Vineyard Nights, there is like a little bit of the goofy singing, but there's also yeah. like you actually singing. Yeah. Oh, like I, I sing on two of the three. The third one I sing, but I croon more. Like it's right. more of like it's more of like a character study. A sty- yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, so my theory, my video nights theory, is because I don't. How much am I allowed to to, to like spoil? I suppose. I mean, it's not. I, really I, I, I would say like spoil away. Like don't say. Um, we can get to some of the fun wrinkles of Vineyard Nights. I definitely want to share share that in this episode but uh yeah so I, would, I would say that there's like would you agree that there are two like fun sort of goofy songs mm-hmm. and then there's like one genuine sort of like breakup song oh yeah 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 there's a yes okay I, and it's sandwiched it's uh, so like the one and three are like the goofy fun ones right and then two is like the like sincere breakup song so the second one uh has there's there's like a, a core group of people who have heard iterations of these songs throughout the pandemic. Uh, you are in that group. Uh, Wayne is in that group. Uh, my friend Dana from the band Civic, um, who's like my one of my uh, music icons. Um, they like I, other people. Our friends Miles, Doug, uh, my my friend Brad, who played on one of them. Um, but like the consensus was like the second one is like an actual sweet. It's an actual song, song. and yeah. like there's and it's like an like actual like one of my favorite songs of the year. Oh, thank you. You know what? I don't That's wanna... not blowing smoke. I, I listened to it earlier today just because I was like, damn, I, I want to hear that song. 
I'll, t- I'll tell you this. Um, this is going to, I mean, I'm excited about this. So if I sound like I'm hyping it up too much, like, fuck, like I think this is good and I'm excited about it. Like, and I'm, I'm proud of it. And I never feel things like that about anything. And especially, like I said, or like you said, with music, I'm very like ashamed and kind of feel like, yes, like don't, I like leave that to the pros. Like I just kind of sit it out, out of fear. But, uh, there is a, a very popular playlist that, um, is, is really hot in the streets these last couple of weeks. And someone who runs that playlist has, has heard Vineyard Nights and said the second one is going on this playlist. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. So it's getting prime playlist uh, position. Do you know what playlist I'm talking about? Yeah. Sad boy playlist. Fuddleberg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. So, so my theory is, is that, uh, like this is a fan theory. I'd have no, like no vineyard nights fan theories. Yeah, exactly. Yo, like we need fan fiction. This, this is what's going to get this going, man. Vineyard nights, fan theories, fan (laughs) fiction. And we've had three already vineyard nights memes. I want vineyard nights memes before vineyard nights comes out. (laughs) Like using the limited information people have. And the fact that there have been three, without even hearing this shit yet, I love. Because, right. like, Same. no one knows what the fuck is going on. So m- my theory is is that the second song came first, and then you sandwiched it oh. with the goofy songs to make it to sort of, like, as a diversion. Like, it's you, a joke. <laughs> so you're, you're accusing me of pulling a Beltway Sniper. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Do you know what that means? Yeah, yes, but like, yeah, just to like throwing in some random other ones to to throw people off the scent. Right. What was he? He was trying to kill his ex wife or something. Yeah, and then he just like killed a bunch of random people to make it look random. Well, fucking, that's like still. I mean, there's a lot of disgusting things that have happened in just the crazy history thing, of the dude. world. But that uh, imagine lo- fucking losing someone because like, oh, some guy uh, was was going to fucking kill his wife and. Yeah. Uh, he thought he'd try to throw people off the scent. Ugh. Anyway, uh, so you thought that I kind of reverse engineered it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, incorrect. So in order, uh, the first one, the track one, Vineyard Nights, was the first I wrote. And I wrote it as a much different song than ends up making uh, the EP. I wrote it. The first one is a, uh, it started as like a, a boogie woogie song. And I definitely sent you that demo. I don't know if you remember it, but I definitely sent you that demo. And it's like, a, I mean, I do remember one of the earlier ones and it was just like, not the same as what I had heard later on. Yes. Yeah, so it's that it was like a, it was like a, a very like boogie woogie kind of drunk sounding like drunk guy with a lot of energy type of song, which um, by the time I'd recorded it, in the pandemic, like that's like, just fucking what I was like a, <laughs> a guy sitting around doing bagels and beer all day and then being like, all right, I'm going to try to record this. And it just sounds like, I, I love that, that demo, but it sounds fucking terrible. And, uh, eventually have you kept, have you kept like the different stages. What's that? Have you kept like the different stages? Like, uh, like, will there be like a vineyard nights demo? I, yes, I could do, I, I looked at how I can make, uh, them like a bonus track. If someone, like if someone buys it on Bandcamp, I want them to be able to get other stuff, 
which right. it comes comes on Friday. You can buy it on Bandcamp, stream it everywhere. But um, yeah, if you like, if you if you like it, I'm I'm, I'm not kicking uh, your five dollars out of bed. Um, yeah, I'm figuring out how I can do the demos thing. I've thought about and I there's some like a moving, deluxe version, <laughs> deluxe version. There's some moving parts here. I want to do a Vineyard Nights listening party on Thursday night. I don't know yet if I can do that because I need to know if one of the there's another principal in the Vineyard Nights world, and I need to know if he's available because I don't want to do it without him. So I'll continue to tell the story of Vineyard Nights. I made so I made those first two songs and a bunch of other ones, and uh, then just kind of sat on them. Although when I was making them, I did like the idea. I was like, I want to make like an EP or an album where every song is called the same thing. Uh, again, second one came after the first one, but the second one you did correctly guess. There's one lyric in there that uh, actually is like 1000% like IRL inspired by true events. And I'll just say what it is. There was uh, once upon a time, I, uh, I got an email from someone who at the time was like the one that got away. And like my heart sank when I saw that this person emailed me and I was like, Oh my God, this is the best. And I'd forgotten that the day earlier I'd sent her an email and she was just responding to my email. (laughs) So, so there's a lyric in there that's uh, I saw you wrote me today, just a reply. I just want to know, or I just want to say, I'm missing you these vineyard nights. Uh, so that, so at least that line, like that line was actually like inspired by like a real feeling I've had in my life, which, uh, I would not say any of the others are, I can't write lyrics. Oh, you've never been to Martha's Vineyard. You've never that's been to Vineyard. So like, the funniest part about this. Right. Uh, it, that's acknowledged in one of the, so there's some, there's, I, I hold up the mirror at, at one point just being like, yo, I hope that you blow up and become like this, like folk sensation and like vineyard icon. One of the like one of just the footnotes on your Wikipedia page is that like David John Bean wrote Vineyard Nights without ever having been to Martha's Vineyard. (laughs) Yeah, that's like this like feather in my cap. Like, you believe he wrote that? He never even fucking been there. He nailed it. You're gonna have the you're gonna have the Juliet naked guy in his fucking like little man cave basement, like correcting everybody on message boards, being like, actually, when 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 DJ wrote Vineyard Nights, uh, he had never actually been to the vineyard. <laughs> that shit that you said, that shit you said about the vineyard man, like, I, I've been like we've all we I get that man. I fucking feel like you spoke. You said a lot of things. The people have felt but have never said and i'm like Ugh. listen kid i never it was a fucking joke i was making fun of a music festival he's like that's not fucking true man i heard dj has kids in like eight different states somebody else comments dj hasn't bro down in years yeah, yeah. oh please dj's a fucking bro <laughs> no so uh recorded them um made I don't know, like home recordings and demos. There's like a very fine line between them. Um, so I'd, I'd made a bunch of them. And then in 
early July, maybe. I I just done nothing with them for months and still liked the idea of doing something with them, but just uh, had had stopped. And in early July, Diane Coffee, the great Diane Coffee, tweeted, uh, just like in all caps, like send demos or something, or like send me demos. So I responded to him with, "You asked for it." And thought the idea of sending him a bunch of demos that were all called Vineyard Nights would be like a huge what the fuck is wrong with this guy moment. And he was like, no, dude, he was like, dude, if you if you have them, send them. So I sent them to him. And like by the end of the night, we had like a plan. He was like, let's put these out. If you need anything from me, you want me to play on them? You want me to sing on them? Just like. He was like, I don't want to step on your toes or whatever, which is fucking insane because like he's like the, <laughs> hey, seriously, off, Diane Coffee. <laughs> right. seriously, like like the best going, like the most talented, insanely creative person fucking going. And he was like, yo, like if you have any questions about like how to put these out, like lean on me, let me help you. He was crazy supportive and he ended up like, there's a there's a front cover and there's like a back cover that I, unless there's a physical release, nobody will ever see the back cover. But on the back cover, I fucking put him down as like co-producing it because he ended up having like this huge impact. He he played on all three of the songs. He sang um, the first song. I don't want to get into what my favorite is, but the first one might be my favorite. And he sang on that. He totally transformed the arrangement of the third one. He mixed the third one. He uh, got me in touch with Tim Smiley, who has worked with Houndmouth, Head in the Heart, like this amazing mix engineer. And like it became a thing in like a pretty short window where we were like, all right, let's like actually make and finish these songs and it was so fucking fun and so cool to like FaceTime with Sean, AKA Diane coffee, like discussing ideas like, Hey, like this is what I'm doing with this part. Does that make sense? Do you think that we should do something else? Blah, blah. And it became super fucking collaborative, which given that it had started as like just me, just my fucking bedroom. And then, became a cool thing where we were sending shit back and forth was awesome. And it ended up being even more collaborative than that. On the second one, I played a shaker on it and I just, it's a slow song and I couldn't play shaker very slow and I didn't want to have to manipulate it and make it too like digital and make it sound fake. So Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm going to fucking ask someone who can play a shaker. If they can play shaker track two, the credits will read fucking Shane from Howmouth played shaker on that shit. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> I would love to see uh like a, a like a brunch and friends album where like oh. even if it's just even if it's you under your name and I I mean I'd have no interest in doing anything musical involving it but like I would love to see just like all the people that have been involved with brunch make something and then I'll just like I'd like to just be there and watch it happen and like maybe take some pictures. Uh, two things. 
You can clap. Uh, okay. Good and call. you have a you are a big part of Vineyard Nights as well. I've I buried the lead here. I was talking texting with Kellen about this, and he was very happy to learn that that you took the photos for the back cover. The front cover is a photo not of Martha's Vineyard taken by the great Adam Hart. It's just of a sunset. I said, hey, do you have any photos of sunsets you could send me? Very weird stipulation that probably doesn't matter, but uh, they can't be of Martha's Vineyard. And he was like, <laughs> okay, yes, I do have photos of non-Martha's Vineyard sunsets. So he said, I don't know where the, where, what it's a picture of, but he sent me these gorgeous photos. And Ryan, who... You basically suggested on this podcast, we were kind of loosely talking about it. I was like, I have an art project that I'm trying to figure out because I couldn't make a cover to save my life. Uh, Ryan took the photos, uh, took meaning like received the photos and made a bunch of, had a bunch of great ideas and including the one that ended up being the, the cover. And you came over one day and took, we had like, a, we put on a Heim album, put up a backdrop, just like danced around took photos, took headshots, and it was a blast. Hell yeah. So this was like kind of like a, I mean, this already was kind of like a brunch collaborative. Oh yeah. I mean, it. everything I do has like some brunch to it. That's true. Like I'll yeah. tell you what, like if uh, just out of pure laziness, if there's Vineyard Nights merch, it's going to be on the brunch store and like, whatever money that makes will that'll just be like brunch money <laughs> because yeah. it's like i i'm not making a new website or or anything or, or god for like i'm not until asking, the label makes you what's that until the label makes you makes you start one yeah yeah uh so yeah comes out friday uh it's collaborators include diane coffee who again I, I can get into if we do a watch party or something, we can get into the nitty gritty of like who played what when. But um, he played a lot on it. Anything that sounds cool, I would say just assume <laughs> that's uh, that's one Sean Fleming. Uh, Wayne liked the second song, so he played on it, which was awesome because during one of the FaceTimes with Sean we were pretty much done with the second one and the second one was Sean's favorite one too. And he'd added a bunch of cool stuff to it. My friend Brad played Wurlitzer on it and just like we were, we were really happy with like how that song was, was rounding out. And the last thing um, was like, I was like, should we redo the bass? Because I, I, I played bass on it and I played bass on the, the first one, and I think that I, that was good enough to kind of serve the song. But the second song was like, let's try to make this as good as it can be. And that probably doesn't include me playing bass. So we were talking about like what we could do. Like, should Sean play something? And I was like, I do know Wayne. And he was like, oh, fuck. Get Wayne. And Wayne play Wayne just fucking knocked it out of the park. So that that second song is like an all star band. It's me and my crappy ass guitar, my stupid fucking voice, and then Sean plays guitar on it. Uh, 
Wayne plays bass on it. My friend Brad Goff, who's like this incredible musician, plays Wurlitzer on it, and then Shane on the Shaker. That's a, that's a fucking virtual band Amazing. right there. Yeah. Amazing. And I also love that you just didn't call Kellen. Awesome. Just yeah. What the fuck, <laughs> dude? Ke- Kellen, I, I'm 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 not trying to sell records here, but Kellen also very supportive of the. I sent him the songs last week, and he was the in the the Vineyard Nights uh, teaser promo video. It says uh, music industry professionals say. Oh, is he the? Are he all the, the songs one? Vineyard Nights? Haha, <laughs> awesome. Yeah, he was like live texting me as he was listening to it. And the first one he was like, yeah, fuck yeah. Oh, cool. Oh, dude, this is fucking weird. Yeah, cool. <laughs> and like, and then like, you tell the song ended. And then he's like, ooh, this one's pretty. Wait, are they all vineyard? Wait, they're. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Fuck yeah. Yeah, because I just think I said it to him as like. Like it just all said it was like Vineyard Nights One, Vineyard Nights Two, Vineyard Nights Three. And I think he probably interpreted it as like the album's called Vineyard Nights. This is track one, two, and three. And for mm-hmm. some reason, like he just didn't write down the names. Like but, an uh, unnamed unnamed tracks, basically. Right. Like, yeah, you you can hear the music, but you're not getting the names yet, buddy. <laughs> These things have fucking cool names. I do like that uh that uh now that we are able or you're able to to send kellen early music because he sent us his album early yeah a couple of years ago yeah and now hey reciprocation what goes around comes around pal yeah i've gotten uh yeah i was gonna say we've gotten uh we've gotten taylor leaks not from taylor so not as cool no someone's someone's leaked us father john misty someone's leaked us so we've gotten a lot of leaks yeah I think uh, if we're not speaking out of school, I think the boys have uh, have given us some stuff before, right? Uh, sort sort of. Right? The, boys, uh, the boys being Houndmouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we got a video before it went up on the Instagram. Oh yeah, we got a video, but I, th- I thought we got Golden Age before it came out. I could be wrong. I do not believe so. Oh, um, but uh, so Tim, the guy who mixed it awesome dude also mastered it um which i would say to anybody who does home recordings this experience very much taught me something like have some don't mix your stuff yourself have somebody else do it like i whenever i've made any sort of stuff and i've never really made anything that has been like of of the quality to put out i just mix it in my headphones and like that's kind of it but when you can give it to somebody who a knows what they're doing and B has like a space and like the studio that he can like really like blast that stuff and really work at those, at those crazy levels, do it. It's, it's insane. Wild like, how that works to do right. it, to send it to a professional rather than dude, just the, a bum. <laughs> the before and after is amazing. And maybe like it, it's still, it sounds like me. So it's not, it doesn't sound like the, the strongest musicianship at all points. Uh, although tell you what, Sean played on it so much that like, I think it actually does like thoroughly it sound, does sound really good. Awesome. Yeah. It yeah, sounds but, professional, like, but for like stuff that was recorded with a hundred dollar mic in my bedroom with, um, just like a little audio interface. It's, I think it, like, it 
sounds damn good. And that's very good. That's because somebody who could get the best out of it, got the best out of it. So, um, I think that was a, that was a cool lesson to learn. And it was super cool to, um, to just like work with someone who is that, that fucking smart and good at shit. I would have been, I would have laughed. I think it would have been an amazing power move if uh, if Diane Coffee was like, "Oh, send demos," and then he just stole a bunch of shit. That yes, he's like, oh, oh, mine be, now." I would, dude. If, if his takeaway from that was like, "Hey, give me this," do you mind if I record one of these? I'd be like, "Yes," and I will pay you to do that. <laughs> I'll be right because I mean it's like Diane Coffee. So like, what are you gonna say no? And like, the, whatever he makes is gonna sound um, fucking amazing. I'm gonna start doing that now, just unsolicited. I'm gonna start sending like, uh, I'll start like sending Hamel stuff. Just be like, hey, don't know where you guys are at in your writing process. <laughs> Thought you could use this, and it's like an extremely weird thing with like nine key changes, and is just a, a mess of shit. Uh, but yeah, when uh, Tim was uh, Tim was mixing it, and he was like, hey. So you know the Howmouth guys, huh? And I was like, yeah, dude. I was like, yeah. Like Sh- Sean was who put us in touch, but uh, that Indiana music scene is like very tight. And he was like, oh, cool. I'm with Matt now. He says this stuff sounds cool. And I was like, no, no. <laughs> Don't play it in front of him. And like weird twist is that we actually had met that dude or yes. crossed paths with that dude at Austin City Limits. Uh, we interviewed Houndmouth in their trailer and he was just like one of the guys that was there apparently. Yeah. There are a bunch of like cool people sitting in another room that we walked through and we An walked adjacent through adjacent room. Yeah. And we were so, I don't know. Like we were so happy to be meeting Houndmouth, but, but we were also like, yo, be cool. Be cool. Yeah. And like, there are these like people sitting around with instruments and shit and like beers. And I was like, Oh God. This is the <laughs> right. Thing. Like these these people know we they they could smell us a mile away. Right. Like who are these fucking squares? Are you really like more intimidating than like the actual band itself? Because you're like, oh fuck, those guys are mysterious. How did they get in with the band? Oh, dude. I mean, Shane Shane disarmed us immediately. Oh yeah. He came out the and got us. Glasses. <laughs> yeah, he did the. He came out and got us. We said something. What 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 led to him to do that cool glasses move? He's the coolest guy in the world, I suppose. But did we say something and we were like, hey, big fan of the band. And he like did the he he hit the back of his glasses to make him bounce up he did like the hydraulics thing. Did a couple of those. And we were it was like, probably like a glasses comment because they were like heart. They're like gas station, like hard eyes glasses. They were cool glasses. They were amazing. He's awesome. I caught up with Shane uh, after the uh, the Celtics game the other night because. Yeah, he bet money on them and then. He, no, he bet, bet on the. Yeah, he bet against them. He bet, he bet, on, he bet the on the Heat, and he He's, lost. He sent me a. Wait, did he lose? He lost, didn't he? Not or if did he bet on, on Game Six? Not if he bet on the Heat. Was it? Was that Game Six? Yeah, on game. Yeah, okay. Give me a Game Six. He sent me. Um, Maybe I was thinking he was going to lose because the Celtics had a lead at the end, and then they blew it because they're the Celtics. Because the Celtics. Yeah, it was a screen grab of like a bet slip, and I just saw it was like uh, Miami Heat versus Boston Celtics. And I assumed, like knowing that, like he knows that I like the Celtics, that he was like, "Hey, I've been on the Celtics. Let's go or something." So I saw it and I responded and I was like, "Fuck yeah, let's fucking do this, man!" And like five minutes later, I was like, "Oh, oh, you? Oh, oh, never mind. 
<laughs> yeah, what a, Come what on. a dick move to, to send that to somebody and be like, you know, just by the way, I'm rooting against your team. I've been against your team now, nah, but then we you know, like as the Celtics are blowing shit, we just like commiserated over like he's a he's a jazz fan, so like being a jazz fan seems extremely fun. I think that like jazz, jazz fans and Celtics fans seem kind of similar and that there's like this undying love and For white people. <laughs> no. <laughs> For like, well, that's so it's like a connection the, that I made. Team never they're like Celtics fans never really criticize the Celtics. And I feel like Knicks fans are just constantly like shitting on the Knicks, which granted, like well, that's because they're the a Knicks. Lot, right. Celtics are a lot better <laughs> than the Knicks, but I don't know. Like Bruins fans will shit on the Bruins, you know, Celtics fans won't shit on the Celtics. And I think that, I think that jazz fans are similar where they're just like, I just love my team so much. So yeah, maybe. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I feel like that should answer. Again, I don't think anybody had any questions about Vineyard Nights or not or, yet. Or but or on Carrie. Friday, they probably will. Should do a nice little stream, a Twitch stream with Vineyard Nights and answer any questions that anybody might have. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. I mean, I I want to. Yeah, I'd love to. Uh, I'd love to do a listen party the night before, like leading up to it coming out. That way, if people want to hear it before, they can hear it. And we can talk about it, tell some stories. I feel like I told a lot of the stories already, but I'd like to do something that's like with Sean where we're just like discussing making it. And now that I can share my screen on the old Twitch, I could, uh, I don't know, like I could pull up stuff and show certain things that certain people did. But yeah, out Friday. I'm it it feels like a uh even though even though it's it's there's a lot of tongue in cheekness to it it is me it's like your baby it is me really trying to make music and seeing something through and that's not something I usually do so I'm pretty excited I'm excited for you yeah well it, it, we'll see I mean and dude like the fact that you've been super positive about it Feidelberg, extremely positive. Feidelberg was like, yo, I feel so uncomfortable when friends send me stuff they made because... Oh, for sure. Because yeah. there's like an obligation to be like, yo, this is cool. I like this. Nice. Right. It is legitimately good. And that second song especially is like one of my favorite songs of the year. And it's going to be like in constant rotation on my Spotify. Fuck yeah, dude. That... that that makes my, my day. The, the second one is the one where I, uh, I definitely sing the most. And again, like, look, look like you're like uh, vulnerable on the second one. Yeah, man. Well, why are the, why the fuck not, man? I, like, I I, I'm it. not, I'm not oversharing or anything. It's basically like, so th- the second one is based on like, as I was writing it, I was, I just, I, I want to have a, a one of them be, because when I was making all, all of them, I was like, how many different ways can you make a song called Vineyard Nights? Like you can make one that's like, oh man, like Vineyard Nights, nothing like them, right? You can make right. one that's, uh, this, this one didn't make the cut, but um, I made, there, there was one of like, ooh, like 
Vineyard Nights going to get me in trouble, man. Like I got, I got, I got to watch it with these Vineyard Nights. Slow down on these Vineyard Nights, right? And I, I made one of um, like I know, like a bartender who sees someone come into a bar with different women, knowing like, hey, man, like we don't know each other, but I know how you how you spend your Vineyard Nights, you know? Like so, like I, I, it was like a real exercise of like how many different ways can you make a song called Vineyard Nights and uh it's like a vineyard nights anthology right and a, a very obvious one the second one that i came up with is like saying saying like i i miss you on mm-hmm. these vineyard nights like the vineyard isn't the same without you kind of thing so as i so the 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 line the refrain uh again i can't write lyrics to save my life so it's just so very basic is uh i just want to say i'm missing you these vineyard nights and I wanted the song like musically feel wise to be like, um, if you leave me now by Chicago, which is a beautiful breakup song, but it's also so vague. Like there's, there's, there's not a ton of vulnerability there because like all he's saying is if you leave me now, you'll take away the biggest part of me. Ooh, baby, please don't go like that. That for all we know is not about an actual experience. Mm-hmm. So I kind of just did that with that. Like I just, I, I kind of spoke in just cliches. a little something that everybody can relate to. Right. Right. And you honestly, like yeah. That. Like I don't, I don't think I have it in me to, to sing like a, uh, a vulnerable, this happened to me and this is how I feel about it song. I'm just so fucking bad at writing lyrics that I either overshare or I say absolutely nothing. So this project of having, like a, a theme or like a game to it where like, okay, just everything is about vineyard nights that w- it was a, it was a blast because I didn't fucking have that struggle of like, what do I say? Because I am just saying vineyard nights a whole bunch of times. <laughs> Better quarantine project folklore or vineyard nights. Uh, I'll t- tell you what, extremely different extremely different like folklore and big credit to taylor swift for again i've said this like credit that like she kind of struck while the iron was hot for her where she was like all right there's all this downtime let's get a team let's get to work here and kind of did business as usual and this obviously far more limited very very different so yes, on one hand, I'm going to defend Vineyard Nights already. On one hand, you could say, "Oh, Taylor Swift made a whole album during quarantine, and she put it out and everything." Like she had th- that was fifty people's full time job for right, like she has two months. On retainer, right? That was everybody working on that at all times. This was a fun little thing, and who knows? Maybe one day I'll try to actually make a bigger collection of stuff that isn't all about one thing, but I mean, I, I, I love music. I love trying to make it. I can obviously be very apprehensive about it because I, Wayne said this one time about himself that like you love music so much that like, you don't want to disappoint it by contributing to it. Like the, the, the music that exists in the world you don't, it's like that, that, that fence with all the locks on it. Yeah. Yeah. 
like the there bridge. are all these locks and they're all so beautiful. I don't want to like put my stupid one up there and, and water it down, you know? So that's my sales pitch uh, for, <laughs> for vineyard nights. You can check it out. It'll be uh it's out Friday. Yeah. Out Friday streaming everywhere. Apple music, um, Spotify, wherever I think, I mean, it's scheduled to go on there, but I think until it comes out, I don't know who knows this is my first time doing something like this, but, uh, it'll also be on Bandcamp If, uh, you want to, uh, oh, if you want to throw, throw, throw a few bucks at it. I mean, wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't hate it, but yeah, Help the, a starving harvest. Right. The, the point is just stream the shit out of it. Tell your friends if you like it, like if you like it and you, or if you hear it and you come to the re- realization of like, oh, this is really bad and this is terrible, then uh, shut the fuck up. You're right. Then, then <laughs> e- either like, let me know privately so I can do something about it. Call the right people, pull the right stuff down. But again, like I'll, t- I'll, I'll say, tell you, you don't, you don't like it. You don't like it. Drop a pin. That's what I'll say. Drop a pin. I'll, I'll tell you, I don't think I, I, I promise. I don't think it's bad. I really don't. I, I don't either. So check it out. Vineyard nights Friday. And if we do any sort of listening party, if that happens, I'll, uh, I'll blast that out in the meantime, let, let's hype this. Let's get people excited. Let, let's, let's spread the vineyard nights web. Let's make memes. Let everybody know, spam your friends, tell your parents about it. Uh, guess what your favorite Vineyard Night song is going to be? I'll tell you what. We've talked a lot about... I feel like most of the love in this conversation has gone to Vineyard Nights 2 mm-hmm. because it's got an all-star lineup. It's got a little bit of uh, vulnerability. But, man, don't sleep on... Don't, like, don't sleep on 3. Barely talked about 3. And I, I, I could see 3 being a lot of people's favorites. Again, you know what you should do? You should do uh you should you should create a BuzzFeed quiz, which vineyard nights are you? That's brilliant. Can you do that? Can you create yeah, you, you can anybody can create a BuzzFeed thing, I think. Nice. Hell yeah. Should absolutely do that. Okay, well, cool. Check that out. Vineyard nights, Friday, stream, do everything you gotta do with it. Uh it's it's gonna be a a, a wild time. Love you. My wife.